Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey everybody, Paul Gray here. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And boy, do I have good news for you today. Here it is. You have already been given the gift of peace. Jesus is your peace. You have peace. Peace already lives in you and fills you. Peace guards your hearts and your mind. You may not know that, but objectively it's true. When you know, K-N-O-W, Jesus, you know intimately, firsthand experience, you know peace himself. Without knowing Jesus, you have no N-O peace. You actually have it. It's like having a million dollars in the bank but not knowing it, so you live like a pauper. But you have it. You all have it. According to Jesus, how many kinds of peace are there? Well, only two. He simplifies it. John 14, 27, the night before he died, Jesus said this, and this is the amplified version. He said, my peace, I leave with you. My own peace, I give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives peace, do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. See, Jesus says there are two kinds of peace, his own peace and the world's peace. Now, in the world, in society, in government, politically, between nations, between cultural groups and ethnic groups and things like that, we're never going to achieve peace until people know Jesus. But when he talks about guarding our hearts and minds and souls and not letting our heart being troubled, I believe he's contrasting that with the world's false religious peace that says, well, if you perform and appease the fake God of religion, then that fake God will temporarily bless you and give you peace until you mess up again. I think that's the kind of peace Jesus is contrasting with his own peace. He says his own peace keeps your heart from being troubled, keeps you from being afraid. See, Holy Spirit power in you enables and empowers you to stop allowing yourself to be agitated and disturbed. See, you have the actual ability in you to allow yourself to be agitated and disturbed, and you have the ability, the supernatural ability, Holy Spirit power, to stop doing that. I know this is not an intellectual exercise. I know that personally, firsthand. Peace, a fruit of the Holy Spirit, coupled with Holy Spirit power, 
enables you and empowers you and me to not be fearful, to not be intimidated, to not be cowardly, to not be unsettled. I like that kind of peace. Now, can you define Jesus' peace? No, not really. It surpasses human understanding. You know peace and you experience it, but you can't really define it. Grace reveals peace and empowers peace to you and in you and as you whenever you need peace. We really don't have a human definition. We can't because it's a relationship, of course. Jesus says that his peace guards and protects your heart. This is Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I think it's the Passion Translation. Paul writes this. He says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer. That simply means having your mind tuned in to the Holy Spirit of truth inside of you all day. Throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude, not with whining, not with begging, just offering your request to him with the gratitude that he's already going to take care of you. Says, tell him every detail of your life, like he already knows it, of course. Then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will guard your heart and mind and will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. Peace, God's peace, transcends human understanding. You can't understand it. You can't explain it. You can just experience, and boy, can you. Other translations say God's peace reassures your heart, keeps your heart and mind safe, and protects your heart and mind. Well, let me ask you, what does God's peace that transcends human understanding, what does it guard your heart and mind from? What does it keep your heart and mind safe from? What does it protect your heart and mind from? I believe. Well, lots of different things for sure. But I believe primarily Christ peace guards and protects and keeps your mind and your heart from anything that is not of love's kind, anything that is not like the only true God. It protects and guards and keeps your heart and mind safe from religion's belief and promotion of Adam's dark distant, angry, punitive, list-keeping concept of its false God. See, a concept can't guard your heart and mind. A doctrine can't guard your heart and mind. A mantra can't guard your heart and mind. A Bible verse can't guard your heart and mind. I memorized this verse from Philippians 6 and 7 and others about peace. And I would say them over and over again when I would get worried and agitated and afraid. Didn't help. Didn't help. Church can't guard your heart and mind. A statement of faith can't guard your heart and mind. Religion sure can't guard your heart and mind. Just can't. (laughs) Jesus, the all-powerful Spirit of Christ in you, can and does guard your heart and mind and keep it safe and protect it. Now, there's that little phrase in the Passion Translation that says, Jesus' peace, the peace of God, will make answers known to you. Answers, I believe, that help you be peaceful. Like when we have questions of, God, are you really this good? 
Do you really love everyone? Have you really forgiven everybody? Does your grace really cover everybody? Does Is your love really never-ending and never-failing? Those are the kind of answers that the peace of Christ gives us when we ask those questions. He says yes to all of those. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. Paul says, now may the God of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy. And may your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. The one who calls you, Jesus, is trustworthy and will thoroughly complete his work in you. I really like the Passion Translation of Galatians 5.22. It says, the fruit of the Spirit by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, which we talked about in our last two sessions, and then peace that subdues. Well, the question seems obvious to me. What does peace subdue in us? I think you all know by now that the fruit of the Spirit is a progression. It's love in all its varied expressions, perfect, unconditional, one-way love that never fails and never ends for all people, love in all its wondrous divine expressions in action, powered by grace, which is God continually working everything out for the good for everyone. And only when you know those elementary things will you experience joy the joy of knowing that you're loved forever with perfect love that casts out all fear. And only by knowing then that you're absolutely loved unconditionally, that you're in, you can never be out, knowing that God's love and grace includes everyone, only then can you experience joy and only then can you experience peace, which we're talking about today. Before Jesus, there was no real spiritual peace because nobody nobody knew God the Father. Jesus said that. And everybody was afraid of God the Father. And they, every week they would go and take all these sacrifices and do all these burnt offerings and things and ever in order to try to get peace with God. See, you can't be at peace and be afraid at the same time. You can't be at peace if you don't really trust God. See, Jesus is love. Jesus is grace. Jesus is joy. Jesus is peace. Jesus is truth. Jesus is the way. Jesus is life. Jesus is light. Jesus is in all and of all and through all and for all. See, if you don't know that, you're not going to have peace. You're going to be afraid of some other version of God. Jesus is peace. Ephesians 2, 13 and 14. Paul writes this, look at you now. Everything is new. Although you were once distant and far away from God in your minds, now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of Jesus. You've actually been united to Christ. Our reconciling peace is Jesus. Paul says, Christ is your peace. His triune essence has made peace between us by starting over, forming one new race of humanity, Jews and non-Jews forged together in himself. Boy, that's really good. See, whenever you don't feel at peace, whenever you don't feel like you have peace, you don't 
feel like God's peace is protecting and helping and guarding your heart and mind, you can use this little tool we've been talking about every week, that words that start with R-E, the reminder tool. First, realize what you're thinking and speaking is not good. It's darkness. It's lies. It's negativity. It's keeping you from peace. Second, recognize it's harming you. Third, reject it and replace it with what the Holy Spirit of truth in you shows you. Then repent. Change your mind from what you believed before. Next, renew. Go back to your original Genesis, the mind of Christ. Then rejoice. And then remember, in this case, you've already been given the gift of peace. Jesus is your peace. You have peace. Peace lives in you and fills you. And peace guards your heart and mind. That's what we do when we don't have peace. And then Repeat that as often as necessary. There's a great verse in the Old Testament in Isaiah 9, 7. The the prophet here is foretelling or prophesying what's going to happen when Jesus comes. And he says, the peace Jesus brings will never end. The peace that he's given us, the peace that he is, never fails, never ends. There's nothing we can do to lose it. Nothing we can do to make it go away or cause God to withdraw it from us. It's here. It's a done deal. I love the Lord's Prayer from the Anglican Church of New Zealand. This honors and reflects the indigenous Maori culture. And here's how they word the Lord's, what we call the Lord's Prayer. Eternal spirit, earth maker, pain bearer, life giver, source of all that is and shall be, Father and mother of us all, loving God in whom is heaven, the hallowing of your name echoes through the universe. The way of your justice be followed by all the peoples of the world. Your heavenly will be done by all created things. Now look at this phrase. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. With the bread we need for today, feed us. In the hurts we absorb from one another, forgive us. In times of temptation and test, strengthen us. From trials too great to endure, spare us. From the grip of all that is evil, free us. For you reign in the glory of the power that is love now and forever. Amen. Your commonwealth of peace and freedom sustain our hope and come on earth. Boy, Isn't that wonderful? I love that translation. I'm recording this earlier than most of you will hear it because I run ahead of schedule on my podcast so that when things come up or I need vacations or whatever and that kind of thing, uh, I'm, I'm always a little ahead of time. But the week that I recorded this just a few days ago, our whole family was here, all 13 of us, including my daughter and her husband and three kids from South Carolina, North Augusta, South Carolina, right on the Georgia border. And one day, my son-in-law and my oldest grandson, Grayson, the three of us went to on a little day trip to the capital of Kansas. And we got a tour of it, and the legislature's not in session. Most everybody was on vacation. There were very few people in the whole capital. There were about maybe eight or ten of us in the group that got this tour. It wasn't a private tour. It just wasn't anybody else there. And it was just fascinating, the history of the state and the history of the capital, as is true with all state capitals, I know. But there are a lot of murals that are painted uh, on the different floors of the capital. And one of them was a mural depicting peace. 
and it had a woman in it with sort of a, a halo over her head and two other women on either side of her. And the artist captioned this piece and said that one woman on one side who was holding something in her hand represented science. And the one on the other side holding something she was writing on represented literature. And the concept of, of this portrayal of peace for the state of Kansas was literature and science. I'm not sure where the, it was a, it was a nice painting, but I'm not sure at all the thinking behind the person who painted that having the concept that science and literature can produce peace. But that thinking sort of goes along with what Jesus called the world's thinking, politics, government, industry, business, military, and religion, primarily when, when Jesus was talking religion. See, that kind of concept is the world's thinking that well, you're going to get peace from science and literature. So much so that we'll, we'll paint a mural of that in our state capitol, and that'll sort of endorse that concept. Or you're going to get peace from government or from industry or for, from the corporate world, from politics, or even worse, you're going to get peace from religion. You won't. Jesus is your peace. You've already been given the gift of peace. Jesus is in you, producing the fruit of the Spirit, peace in you, 24-7, especially for every need you have, every time you need peace. It's already there. My wife, Kitsy, came up with a wonderful insight about this this morning. She said, it's not like we're accessing peace it's certainly not like we're trying to get peace or put ourselves in a mindset to get peace. It's embracing peace that's in us. It's like Christ is in our very presence, which of course he is, giving us a hug. And we put our arms around Christ and embrace him. And we embrace his wonderful peace that passes all human understanding. That peace is real, folks. And it's a gift, and you have it. It's available. It's the only peace that will guard your heart and your mind. And I encourage you to embrace it. That's what he wants. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining me for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you all next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.